Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Thursday the 19th of August. The minutes of the US Federal Reserve meeting confirmed that the US economy and the global economy have reached some kind of transition point in the global economic bounce back. The minutes essentially have confirmed the timetable for scaling back bond buying. Theory, probably next week at the Jackson Hole summer camp, a decision taken in the fourth quarter, and action taken in the fourth quarter, December, practically speaking, or at the first quarter of next year. Why is the Fed scaling back bond buying? Because contrary to what the inflation illusionists would have us believe, central banks are independent, and the main reason for buying bonds was not to aid governments, but to supply liquidity to a pandemic-hit economy that was craving liquidity. That liquidity demand has faded, which is why the economic bounce back has been as strong as it has been, and so the need to supply liquidity has also faded. Language matters. Describing this as a withdrawal of stimulus fundamentally misunderstands what the Fed and other central banks have been doing. Bond buying was not primarily aimed at boosting growth per se. Bond buying was aimed at preventing a collapsing growth. With liquidity demand soaring, if central banks had failed to provide liquidity, the result would have been a cash and credit crisis and an economic recession that would have paralleled the worst excesses of the busts of the gold standard era. As such, quantitative policy was an antidepressant aimed at preventing the downside rather than necessarily stimulating the upside. As risks to the downside have faded, the policy can be normalised. If you believe that the Fed aims to maintain a balance of liquidity supply with liquidity demand, a decision to scale back bond buying later this year will not change the prospects for growth one bit. On the global inflation story, the UK's data yesterday had some important reminders for the rest of the world hidden in the details. The numbers were lower than expected for consumer price inflation. One of the reasons for that is that some of the weirdness caused by the pandemic dropped out of the calculations. This does not mean that the UK inflation now trends down. Indeed, it's likely to increase again. It is a reminder that when inflation is driven by a tiny number of prices behaving in a very weird way, it doesn't take very much to engineer a sudden and significant drop in the inflation rate. One example of this, from the case of the UK, is the seasonal adjustment process is a mess, as it is elsewhere, because of the pandemic. This added to inflation in June via clothing prices, the seasonal adjustment mess was less significant in July, and so clothing stopped pushing inflation higher. The data calendar is rather quiet today. There is the Eurozone current account balance for June, a number so uninteresting it's not possible to find enough economic forecasts to make a consensus. You know the number doesn't matter when not even an economist is prepared to have a guess at what it might be. US initial jobless claims are more significant because... As the impact of accumulated savings fades from the US consumer spending picture, it is income, including of course employment income, that is going to dictate future levels of consumer economic activity. 
Of course, employment income is a more stable source of economic growth than the sugar high of a temporary savings windfall. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.